Another edition of Riding Home, Dean Leggy and Matt DeBerry, Martin Luther King J- Martin Luther King Jr. Day in 2020. Uh, Matt, big junior weekend for the dogs over the weekend. Just I'm just going to let you start. Obviously, there are a lot of big visitors. Yeah, uh, I put it in a big visitor list on Dog Post a few days ago, uh, but multiple five-star prospects were in town, all in the 2021 class for Georgia's Junior Day. It all starts at quarterback, as we know, Brock Vandegrift. Five-star pro-style quarterback who can run a little bit, one of the top 10 overall players in the country um, from right outside of Athens, Prince Avenue Christian. He was on campus uh, for the junior day visit, and I believe he's back there today, obviously with no school being Martin Luther King Jr. Day. He was back there again uh, with his family. His father was not on the visit with him on Saturday, so now that the whole family's back in town, I think they made another trip to Athens today, but Top Georgia target. I think Georgia leads right now. I think Brock wants to make a commitment sometime this spring, early summer, probably at the latest, definitely before his senior season. And if you're a Georgia fan, you have to like where the Bulldogs sit with him right now. Uh, decommitted from Oklahoma, obviously, due to location. And if it's, you know, if location is a, a big deal to him, which it looks like it is, then you have to like Georgia's chances here. So, um, but he's another guy that these recruits love. They know all about Brock and have for a while. And one of those guys is five-star tackle, Marius Mims. Um, he said after Sam Pittman left, it was Alabama, LSU at the top. But the kid's been to Georgia over 10 times since, uh, you know, as a recruit. He was back there on Saturday. I think it's going to be really tough for anyone to beat Georgia in the end here. But um, he's at Tennessee today. Was at Georgia, obviously, on Saturday. Major target, one of the top, maybe the top offensive tackle prospect in the country. Uh, so those are the two big in-state five-stars. You also had two five-star cornerbacks, Tony Grimes and Isaiah Johnson, two guys that I was able to watch at a seven-on-seven tournament uh, this summer down in Atlanta. Uh, and they're the the big, they're the the real deal, excuse me. Uh, I talked to one of their trainers, uh, someone who was on the visit with them this morning, and he went on and on about how well organized uh, the visit was. And he talked on about Kirby Smart and uh, the whole staff. And uh, they rolled out the red carpet for both Grimes and Johnson. But um, he made a point to tell me that everything was structured well as it terms to uh, the visits and what they do, what they see, where they go. He said it was very structured, very organized. And they didn't just pitch, hey, you can come in here and start immediately. Um, they said, you know, uh, we want you to come in, work for the job. And Kirby Smart was with them the whole time. And uh, I think they like that. The head coach, Kirby Smart, former DB, works with the DBs constantly in practice. We've seen that, you know, not only in spring practices, but in the fall as well. So I think that's a major selling point to these kids. And uh, again, those are two out-of-state guys who made uh, the trip down. And I think Georgia sits in a really good spot for both of them. And then, um, you have some other guys who picked up offers. The Buford running back picked up an offer. Cody Brown uh, from Parkview was in town. They offered a, a kid out of Elbert County. Uh, the names are escaping me right now. It's all over on Dog Post, though. But um, Mario Williams, four-star wide receiver out of Plant City uh, down in Florida. I just uh, published a, a story about him. And you know his quote was, I could go crazy in this new Georgia offense with this new coordinator. So that kind of uh, raised my eyebrows there a little bit. And you know, the the close source next to him told me that George is very much in the mix with him now, even though they were not in his original top five. So um, lots of talent, a lot of in-state talent, but of course, uh, a few out-of-state targets made their way on campus too. So overall, really big deal. Lots of five stars. And 
lots of in-state targets. I mean, Smail Mondin out of Paulding County, Barrett Carter, Jordan Hancock, two defenders out of North Gwinnett. Just a lot of in-state guys in this 21 class. And, of course, uh, a few more five-stars that I just talked about. Well, that was a lot to digest for sure. And when you <laughs> when you start thinking about um, Georgia with a new with a new offensive coordinator, I don't know what's going to happen with Jim Coley or James Coley, excuse me. Um, but it sure does seem like there's a lot of excitement with Todd Moken coming in. Um, it's a new selling point for Georgia with uh, recruits. No doubt, especially these wide receivers. They look at this guy Monken coming in who. He's got that air raid style type of offense. I don't know if you can exactly call it that, but they know that George is probably going to throw the ball around a little more. So if you're Brock Vandegrift, who already had Georgia probably as his leader, and you you know he sees this new offensive you know mind coming in, wanting to throw the football, yeah, you've got to be excited if you're Brock a little bit, and that has to help George's chances there. And of course, Mario Williams told me he was able to speak with the offensive coordinator, loved him, knew he could do big things. So. It's exciting not only for Georgia fans, but for these recruits, too, who are looking at Georgia maybe in a different light instead of, you know, RBU, run the ball, pound the football, and eat up the clock that way, which is what Georgia's known for. Now they've got a guy in running the offense who wants to throw it around a little bit more. So it's def- it definitely has a lot of recruits' attention, especially on the offensive side of the ball. These junior days really are the – place setter they're the they're not necessarily the starting point but they you know they they get you to where you can maneuver moving forward so to speak I mean a lot of these guys they've already had contact with they've had contact with Brock Vandergriff for two years but when you look at this this class I mean there's gonna they're gonna have 17 seniors in 2020 um, on the field, which means that lines up to where you'd probably take between 24 and 25 kids in the 2022 class. They've only got a couple of kids committed right now. Um, what should people expect in this class? When you start talking about, they're going to take a quarterback. I mean, obviously it looks like Vandergriff. Running back, uh, I think they're going to lose uh, Zamir after this season. So I would imagine they'll take one or two running backs. Uh, receivers had just signed four. They signed a very good tight end. They just signed uh, six offensive linemen, three defensive linemen, one linebacker, uh, three DBs, and one specialist. Uh, that's just the kids who are coming in so far. There's at least three other kids probably that will make their way to Athens. What do you think that they're looking at? Just all, What do they need uh, pretty bad now that they've signed this 2020 class? Well, I think 2021 will be defense-heavy. A uh, few linebackers, and a few of those guys could be in-state guys, like Barrett Carter out of North Gwinnett, Smell Mondin out of Paulding County. I think both of those guys are takes for Georgia. And we've talked about it a long time. Georgia can go anywhere they want in recruiting to get a kid. They don't have to settle for a four-star from Georgia if they feel like they can get a five-star from Utah or California or wherever. But I do think you might be able to see um, more commitments uh, in-state than in the 2020 and 2019 class. But I do think it's going to be a big class, like you said, uh, very de- defensive heavy. Um, and there's going to, they're going to get their share of out-of-state guys. They always do. Uh, but I do think that they could do pretty well in-state, uh, especially towards the top. Brock Vandegriff, Amarius yeah. Mims, Micah Morris, Terrence Ferguson. Those are all you know, four of the top five players in the state. And I think if Kirby wants to clean up and 
lock down the state like he did in 17 and 18, there's a very good chance of that happening. Um, they could stay in state on the offensive line. They might just take three offensive linemen in this class since they took so many in 2020. And all three of those guys could be in-state kids, uh, not because they're local or anything like that. It's because they're really good. And uh, well, it, jo- it, you know, yeah, Jones, Jones and Jones and Ratledge were top, you know, fifty prospects, give or take a little bit there, and they were in-state kids too. I mean, I, I think that for in the in the two thousands, you would talk about, hey, can you control your state? Whether you were Texas or Florida or Georgia, can you control your state? That's not really, I mean, that's uh, pre-9-11 thinking, for lack of a better term. Uh, that's not how things work anymore. The, re- recruiting is much more like robbing a bank. You, you, you rob banks. Well, why do you rob banks? Because that's where the money is. You, you wouldn't rob a Wendy's. Uh, you would rather go to a place that you know there's something other than, there's just straight up, there's, it's only cash. You don't want any hamburgers or french fries. It was funny because when Kirby was hired, everyone wanted him to lock the state down. You know, don't let any of the top kids in state get out. And he absolutely did that, finishing strong in that 2016 class and then going into 17 and 18 and so on. Now it's to where he's going all over the place and he's he's really successful at doing that. So he can lock down the state when he wants, but you're right. He's got to get the best players no matter where they are. And I think he's going to do that again in this 2021 class. Again, 2020 is not uh, done yet. Still a few spots out there. Still some drama and rumors out there that we're dealing with. But huh. as as it relates to uh, this past weekend's junior day, uh, that was just uh, the rising seniors and, and still juniors. So in that class, I think Georgia could stay a little more in state because I mean they're they're in a really good spot for pretty much every player no matter what their position is in Georgia right now because a lot of them were on campus but James Williams a five-star safety from Miami is a big target and I think um, just overall they're going to bring in a a number of linebackers I think they're going to try to bring in a a good bit of defensive backs I think they might only sign just three or four in 2020 so guys like David Daniel five-star James Williams five-star Tony Grimes five-star Isaiah Johnson and all these guys of Georgia towards the top or at the top of their list. So right now, I feel, I mean, Kirby's got a, a really good start at that 21 class. There's no doubt about it. And we saw a lot of it and I'm hearing a lot of it from uh, today. I wrote two recruiting updates, yeah. visit updates already. I've got a couple more in the system and I'm going to keep pumping them out. A lot of these kids, you know, had a great time and they enjoy talking about their visit, at least to me. <laughs> Well, I'll say this. I think uh, I think Mims and Vandergriff are the most important players in this class. Period, and they both, um, although they're not they're not yet committed to Georgia, I would be surprised if both of them, at this point, didn't wind up at Georgia. There's a there's a lot to go in recruiting, and there's a lot to for me to expand on in that statement. But we'll leave that for another time. Make sure to click to subscribe. Uh, make sure to click this next video talking about. Uh, Carson Beck up at the top there. You can check out what he looks like. Uh, Dean Leggy, Matt DeBerry, join us tomorrow for another edition of Riding Home.